Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes and industry legends. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Long Underwear podcast. My name is Amy Ingerbretson, and today I am joined by Sam Smoothie. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you very much. It's uh, lovely to be on a podcast, learning about these things all the time. This is not your first podcast, is it? Yeah, I I listened to my first podcast like a week ago. And then this is your first podcast you're being interviewed on. Yeah, I figured out it's people talking. popping your podcast, Cherry. That's lovely. Yeah, Yeah, much appreciated. Somebody had to do it. Well, you asked me, you were like, can I drink beers? And I was like, I mean, yeah, if we need to drink beers to do the podcast, absolutely. So I brought beers, so I'm going to open mine. Right? Okay, cheers. Cheers, is. Cheers to podcasting. Yeah, (laughs) talking on air to people I don't know. Wonderful. I think the people listening are going to enjoy this. But okay, so let's just jump in. So for everybody that's listening... If you were to give me like an elevator pitch about you as a skier, what would you say? Like your accolades. Oh, accolades. Um, I spent six years on the Fred World Tour. Uh, won a few stops there like Chamonix. And I guess probably my biggest claim to fame would be winning the Andorra stop. And that kind of blew up around the world, which was pretty surprising to me. Cause I got, had a pretty good time for a couple of days in Andorra. <laughs> <laughs> Emptied a few bars out, so... That's nice. probably my terrible elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty good, winning a few stops of the Fairwood World Tour, but you've also, um, of course, filmed with Warren Miller, you've filmed with TGR, um, you've lived and skied all over the world. So tell me about the... You've only just filmed with Warren Miller once, correct? Yes. Tell me about that. Uh, so I was just pottering around at home in New Zealand, and uh, I got got a call up, and they're like, do you want to come uh, hang out on a sheep ranch in New Zealand? And go film with Warren Miller just uh, around the corner from my house. And I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I, I just kind of thought when well, the boys was taking the piss out of me. So yeah. I wasn't up to too much back then. So it was quite a quite a big step forward for me. Was it? So it was quite a while ago then? Yeah. I was on sessions out of way back then. Oh, it must wow. have been I was like, on sessions way back. Yeah, yeah. I had this lovely like yellow and purple ensemble. Ensemble? It was, yeah. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. But so it was cool. It was uh, you guys. Who was the other athlete? Uh, Ted Davenport. And oh, I knew, no way. Yeah, so it was cool. I'd, I'd known Ted through competing in the World Heli Challenge, and um, and we b- were both skiing on Vogue all the time. So I think he kind of put me forward for it, being sort of the, the local local lad. So and what, yeah. What was? Do you remember the name of the film? Uh, oh, Putting you on the spot. <laughs> I know. I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry, Warren. <laughs> um, it's okay. We'll look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. I can remember the thing, but I can't. It'll come to you later. Yeah. So I wonder, like, um, obviously, like, growing up in the States, like, Warren Miller's a big deal. We all go to the movies. We grew up, like, it was part of our thing. Like, I know the first time I got to film with Warren Miller, it was, like, huge. What's the reputation of Warren Miller in New Zealand? Because obviously you're from New Zealand. Yeah. Um, Like, Warren Miller is still, like, you know, you got that, like, that generation that, like, that's, like, if you say you're making ski movies, like, oh, Warren Miller, it's, like, they're, like, first, like, go at it. So, they think yeah, it's it's still a big deal. They, they do a big tour around, like, they Australia do. and, like, all the that's cities so in cool. New Zealand. And I think, like, it was one of the first things people saw of, like, 
ski movies, you know, sure. was, was all those Warren Miller movies. So, yeah, like they definitely left a pretty lasting impression on the New Zealand, uh, the small New Zealand ski community, you know, there's about seven of us. <laughs> That's not true. Nah. I went skiing for the first time in New Zealand this summer. There was a oh, nice. very, very happy ski yeah. community in action. It's a pretty, pretty unique ski community, you know, people just making little rope toes and tractors and, you know, dragging themselves around mountains. It's yeah. pretty cool. But to me, the Kiwi skiers, they're everywhere. So to me, that shows that skiers from New Zealand are very passionate about it and they're willing to go anywhere to yeah, find I mean, it and be a part of it. I think it's like just... It's sort of, you know, New Zealand's probably closer to sort of frontier nation still. You know, it's pretty new right. country and any kind of skiing back in the day involved a whole bunch of admin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had to build the, the damn things themselves, basically, if they wanted a ski resort. So it's kind of like, I think, ingrained and it's such a tiny island. And, you know, if you want to go skiing, you know, you see all these, these movies and pictures from the big bad world and... You have to get out there and, and find it because you, you pretty soon realize how small your island is when you're on the other side of the world. That's true. It's a beautiful island. I only got to it see is. Like a it is. Of it, so I have to come back. You do. You do. You, yeah. you got stuck on the plains. You yeah. need to come to, to I, this, you know, full, full van trip. I went all the way to New Zealand this summer and I was only there for four days. So yeah, I that have is, to go back. There's excessive that. abuse of airlines. So you have um, basically been living in constant winter for what, like the last like decade? No, like, uh, my parents took me overseas for our last family holiday. We went to Fernie. It was, I was 17. Uh-huh. So since then, so... You've done constant winter since you were 17. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's over a decade. I won't like, have yeah. anyone your specific age, because, you know. <laughs> 15 or 16 years now. Wow. And yeah. so how, what is that like? Like, tell me, like, the goods and the bads. Like, you're always skiing. That's awesome. But, like... What like summer's cool? Like I love to ski, but I also love summer. Like what? How do you deal with that? I mean, I think it, like earlier it was much easier. It was you know just so fired up to go skiing everywhere and and just devouring anything I could get my hands on ski wise. And and now it's like I sort of realize I need a bit more balance. You need a bit of vitamin D in your blood, you know. Mm-hmm. So like New Zealand one is great though in that like you can still like climb and bike and surf all the way through it. All the way through winter. It's not like here where you got like meters of snow piled outside your door. It snows in town like once every two years. So yeah. But I just try and like break it up between. Sorry, that beer was like just giving me a little bit of a rise. <laughs> um, you, you know, I just try and break it up and like I sort of I get a bit pickier in yeah. New Zealand now. I only try and ski the good days or like a cool adventure ski and then. So try and do take, other things. You take time when you're home in yeah. our summer, your winter, where you're. It's still technically winter. You're skiing. Yeah, but, but I just try and pretend it's not. You pretend it's like kind of summer. Yeah, I'll be at the beach. Like this is lovely, and like five mils of wetsuit rubber. Yeah. <laughs> just like summer's great, and it's June, <laughs> and it's freezing. Like when was the last time you surfed not in a wetsuit? Oh no, like I, I'll you pop out to surf. France okay. at the end of like the winter in Europe and. Um, my friend Xavier Delarue has a beach house that I love abusing, so just go out there and you'd be the only ones in the lineup in board shorts because you're still just adamant that it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> and all the Frenchies are just muttering something <laughs> Gallic at you while they chew an onion or something. Yeah, know. that's what French do sometimes. Yeah. It's all right. Mm. It's all right. Well, I don't know. I, I love winter, but I don't know if I could do the constant winter. Yeah, it's, it's still it's still got cool attractions to me and, like, there's still so much out there, like, so many, like, of the bigger ranges to get to and, you know, like... It's a feature of my life, and I'm I'm sort of trying to like find the balance. But it's you know it's a line you got to walk, and yeah, you know sometimes it's a bit of a harder walk. 
Yeah. Oh. It's cold. Just a lot of socks. Yeah, a lot of socks. I lost most of my socks the other day, actually. Most of them? Yeah, my friend's mum did my laundry, <laughs> and I came back. Most of your socks. Most of my socks. I have like four pairs at the moment. It's, do you know where? Is there like a sock store I'm in sure. Jackson? Yeah, we're we're talking right now in Jackson Hole, and it's a cold place here. Yeah. A uh, very cold winter place. Would be really hard to pretend it's summer right now. It would um, be. It there's would piles be. of snow everywhere and it's freezing. So yeah. I think we can find you some socks. <laughs> but um, on that note, we've talked about skiing for too long now. So mm-hmm. on the Long Underwear podcast, skiing is referred to as the S word. We can't say it. It's over. Is there a penalty? Um, yeah. You have to give me a cookie for every time you mention skiing. I'm an excellent baker. Really? Mm. <laughs> so you're going to give me crappy cookies. The point maybe, is. Maybe like a nice like cake or something. I don't know. A whole cake? I hope you that don't talk about skiing than... enough to give me a cake. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Is like talk about it so you don't have to do it as much? <laughs> maybe, but I don't think so. Alright. <laughs> How about we focus tomorrow, we'll do the skiing, but for right now we're not gonna talk about it anymore. Are you down? No more. T- what, what, not, what are we not talking about? Skiing. Okay, uh, you're on. Haha. <laughs> Funny. Where's my cookie? Yeah, okay, fine. One cookie for Sam. I want I want, I want raisins. Raisins? I like oatmeal raisins. Yeah, I, I heard that this is the thing people hate about cookies. Raisins? But I, you know, they're like, oh, it's, I think it's chocolate chips, but I'm like, no. No, I think chocolate chip cookies, I mean, they're good, but they're kind of like oatmeal raisins or whatever. They're a bit mainstream. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. what I like to do when I make cookies, I really want to wow someone, I make um, oatmeal scotchy. So it's like an oatmeal cookie with a butterscotch kiss. It? Not scotch. Oh. But butterscotch. I could, I could try to change the recipe if you want. That could be interesting. Alcoholic well, Irish cookies. cookies. Irish cookies. <laughs> yeah, I think just, we're onto something. Yeah. Although I guess it did say scotch. That maybe, clearly would be Scotland. Maybe we should like sidebar and do a cookie cookbook. I feel like I would just eat them all and then just get That's really true. fat and just fall down mountains. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> all right. So I want to know, you told me when we were at, um, ooh, I almost did it when we were out yesterday. You yeah. told me you're building a house. Yeah. Um, in New Zealand. Yeah. So, um, you know, I decided that it'd be an incredibly unstressful thing to try and build a house via remote while I travel doing something. And How so are my, you finding that? Uh, I try and kind of ignore that it's happening, to be honest. <laughs> and then someone forces me to make a decision about something. And they're like, which one of these do you want? I'm like, I can't really tell. Did you take this photo with a potato? It's, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting process. So far, they're just putting the walls and the windows and I guess whatever goes between the walls and the outside. And you're doing this all on your own, basically, in terms of, like, the decision-making process. Yeah, yep. And you have never done anything like this before. Uh, I decided to renovate my kitchen once. Oh, um, okay, so that's yeah. something. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, if you want to test a relationship, that's a good way. Renovate a kitchen together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know anything. YouTube's helpful. Yeah. You nice. know, all those little videos of these beautifully square houses, and you rip the floor out and you realize your house is not even remotely square. Yeah. And you just sit there and cry into a sausage outside on the barbecue because your kitchen still doesn't work after two months. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I know what you just said. I'm going to have to remember to speak slowly for this hemisphere, aren't I? Something about crying and sausages and. I That's don't know. a classic combination. I, okay. Yeah. For you. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've cried with a lot of sausages. I think we're getting into <laughs> some weird territory here. So you're building a house. When's it going to be done? Uh, hopefully it should be done by like May, June. Depends on how um, vague I get with my answers to these uh, important questions. Um, so hopefully by the time I get home, uh, I'll have a house to is, move is into. Is the process of building a house like teaching you anything? 
Like some um, lovely life lesson that you're like... Some lovely life lesson. Or are you just I like... Think I, I feel like I'm maybe learning to like... To like give over control. Like I, I, my builder is one of my best friends and um, I'm just like, you know more about this than me anyway. Like, right. what do you think? Like, I mean, that's a good life you know, skill. I'm not, I'm not trying to build like the family home that I'm going to live in forever, but I'd like it to be, you know, dry. Dry, stay standing. That's basics. always helpful. That's one of the things I rate most in houses is their ability to be upright. Yeah, well, it's not a given. Mm. Well, I no, especially the... <laughs> in New Zealand. It's like this, we call it the shaky islands. We right. have like earthquakes every other day. It's right. Basically, I think the island's trying to escape from humanity and just slide back into the ocean from whence it came. But I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. Where it's they, possible. Where would they film the rest of all the beautiful things they filmed there? I don't know what Peter Jackson would do. Right. He'd, He'd be, be shit out of a job. Yeah, it'd be... Look what happened with his last one. Was, what was oof. his... Which one was his last one? I don't know. Something about cities that attack people. It just looked terrible. Oh, yeah. And I know that's probably like a mortal sin as a Kiwi to Say insult that. Peter Jackson, yeah. but well, mate, gotta do it. get it together. <laughs> okay, so I want to... So you obviously lived in New Zealand for a lot of your life. You still live there parts of the year. You've lived in Europe and you've lived in the States. Have you lived anywhere else around the world? Uh, yeah, I, I used to push a rake around in um, Australia, earning okay. money. Um, wow. Push a, a rake around? Like landscaping. Oh, okay. You know, so <laughs> out in, in Western Australia in Perth, which oh. is was immensely hot for someone yeah. of my uh, nature. And yeah, it was an interesting experience. But so you've lived like a lot of different places, it seems. Yeah. And so what do you think, like I kind of want to know your takeaway of... Maybe kind of like your favorite piece of like culture living in Europe, your favorite piece of culture living in the U.S., um, the things you like least about two places and what you miss, like what do you, what do you miss the most when you're living overseas? What do you miss most about like your own native New Zealand culture? I really like the cheese in Europe. Nice. Cheese is good, you know. See, I love the butter in Europe. Oh yeah, good salty French butter is is so much better. Unpasteurized butter, to me like that's... I mean, the cheese is good, but that's kind of a little obvious. I know, but it's just like it is so we good. have so many cows in New Zealand, and for some reason, our cheese just isn't up to it. Yeah. And it just every time I get home, I'm like, oh. yeah, okay, so cheese, yeah. cheese and the dreams that go with it. You know, some of the best dreaming you can do is like cheese dreams. <laughs> you don't know this is a thing. No, no, cheese eat, dreams. Like, go home tonight. Eat like two kgs of fondue. With a notebook beside you, and then write down what happens because it will be visceral. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a You're thing. Serious. This cheese is a dreams? thing. Yeah, cheese dreams. I like, mean, like some I, of the most intense I, things. You know, what I dreamt about the other day. I dreamt I had like not like Todd length, but like reasonably long, <laughs> like silver fox white hair, and I was like <laughs> combing it back. But then I also had like um, black facial hair, which and I'm more of a like a genre. <laughs> facial hair guy and it was very confusing and it was after cheese <laughs> what do you think that dream was trying to tell you i don't know maybe it's like, maybe so there's there, some sort of like a juxtaposition message there i think maybe like some about sort of aging i was like you know maybe some hope that i'll age some you hope know that you'll age you know? yeah yeah that sounds kind of nice you know that sounds nice being a crusty old surfer Pottering around with silver fox hair with and just combing it back. <laughs> just, back. So that was very strange. All right, so okay, experiment. Um, cheese dreams. I yeah. literally have never heard of, heard of this. I know that like when I eat like delicious 
French cheese meals, I always have to like drink a bottle of white wine with it. So like to me, that would be well, where the weird obviously. dreams would come from. I don't know. I but feel like you could drink a bottle cheese. of white wine and, and be, be perfectly normal. fine. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Well, that's your New Zealand yeah. heritage coming through. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cheese dreams. Noted. Um, I'm not sure how you're going to top that, but like, what about American culture? <laughs> Um, I feel like you've you've made an excellent contribution to the culinary world with the um, vast array of breakfast burritos. Yeah, breakfast burritos are the you know, best. It's basically in its own package. Yeah. I feel like it's got the tinfoil is, is unnecessary. You could just stuff it in your pants and off you go. <laughs> you don't want to put a raw breakfast burrito. Why like would a it be wild breakfast cook it? burrito in your pants. And then you're going to have, like, you scrambled look- eggs on your long johns? Like, you don't want that. I mean, it worked for Napoleon Dynamite, like a whole <laughs> pocket of tots. Like, That's true. you basically just, like, the tots will soak up the, the egg. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breakfast burritos and cheese. That's, yeah. That's what you have gained from your worldly living experiences. I know, that seems incredibly shallow. Hey, whatever makes you happy. I mean, food makes, food makes me Do happy. Do breakfast burritos give you weird dreams? I generally don't sleep after breakfast. They just, you go skiing. Oh, I said it. Ah, oh, no. Yes. Two cookies for Sam. Oh, this is going Dang great. It. Yeah. <laughs> You're beating me at my own game. Just, yeah, it's good. It's good. This okay. is pretty much the reason I came into this. Okay, so then what do you miss most about New Zealand when you're away? Or like, think, what's like the thing of your culture that's like, do you take pride in or you miss or you love? I think like what I love about New Zealand is like I'm from the, the South and, and just the, the immense changing environments you can like go from like the mountains into sort of moorland deserty places to like rainforest to these beautiful beaches all on the same like all in a few hours and I, I, I like that and just the peace and quiet you know we go on like a surf mission and you sort of like have a whole day you get up super early and then you're like hey a person and you know that's yeah, like on the, the whole person. sort of wild south thing you know yeah and just like People just wanting to live a life sort of surrounded by that and in touch with that and in a very, like, do-it-yourself kind of way. Like, just this, like, we generally don't know what we're doing. Um, we only just got the internet the other day because it took a while <laughs> to get down the South Pacific. So there's a lot of, like, just being like, yeah, nah, she'll be right. And, yeah. um, but uh, finding a way. Finding a way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. A few bumps along the road. But I can admire that. Yeah. Well, I was telling you when I was in New Zealand, I... You know, there's all these darling lambs every, everywhere, mm. and I really wanted to grab one. And I was like, yeah, I tried to grab one, and I couldn't. And you're like, oh, well, you yeah. just need some Velcro gloves. And I was like, yeah, Velcro I mean, gloves are good. I didn't think of that. No, I mean, they're not, not a popular <laughs> item outside of New Zealand. Um, or like the oversized gumboots, and you just drop their back legs down the front of them, and, and they're not going anywhere then. But you have to get to the lamb before you put the legs in the gumboots. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to have a good off-the-mark pace. Yeah, you know, that's what or, it is. Or some nice deception, you know. <laughs> There's many ways you know, they need to... need to be fast or deceptive. Those yeah. Are, yeah. I'm neither of those. If you, or, you know, there's the, the other one. We use so many dairy farms now. is cow tipping. Cow tipping. Is that a t- thing? That's a thing. Like, to me, that's, like, a very Midwestern thing. Like, my dad grew up on a dairy in northern Idaho, and, like, they actually used to, like, cow tip. Big Jeff. Yeah, big yeah. Jeff. Hi, Jeff. (laughs) Um, Okay, so since you, maybe you get to do this a lot, but since you spend so much of your time in winter, what is your dream, and I'm going to say it here, but what's your dream non-ski trip? Like something like, you know, we all have so many dreams about the trips we want to do on our two sticks, but what's your dream other trip? Nice dodge there. Uh, It'd be surfing, just going on some kind of 
endless Do you summer. Have like a specific, like, an, would it be like a whole year of an endless summer search? Or would yeah, it like, and do all the spots? Just something ridiculous, like the whole sort of west coast of like North America through Central America down to like Peru and stuff would be pretty cool. Or like a boat trip in like the mental wise or yeah, something like that, and just like. Like Even trying to find that you, bit of, like, kind of Robinson Crusoe. kind of trip where you don't Crusoe. even bring pants. Like, you don't pack pants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just literally have a pair of shorts and a quiver and a of board. boards. And, yeah, just go get stuck on some island somewhere. And, are, and you a, are you a good surfer? No, I'm horrific. I literally have kook tattooed on my foot. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I love it very much. I have kook tattooed on my forehead, so it's you're a little obvious, bit better than yeah. me. <laughs> but that's cool. Would you, do you think you would ever, like do it like just take a whole year and just yeah like, try i mean it. one of these days I'll, I'll be sort of pretty pretty motivated to to change the whole thing up and um yeah chase summer for a bit and it would feel good on the feet yeah exactly i've got such soft feet so it would, it would need to be like a slow process of sure. like easing them in through the various um surfaces totally. of summer yeah you know you don't want to go straight to hot tarmac that's not going to go well so mm-hmm. no good advice good mm. advice all right, so kind of uh, maybe like almost piggybacking on that kind of thought process. If you could have a totally different life, like right now you snap to like an alternate life, mm-hmm. what would it be? Like something completely outside of what you're doing right now. Oh, I mean, I think it must be must be pretty exciting being at like the forefront of like technology, um, just just where that's going in terms of like getting the human species off planet potentially rescuing them some i don't know i don't i never so you would be like a rocket scientist oh yeah i mean yeah. i do love elton john um yeah. so i mean that's not super related but yeah i kind of understand yeah <laughs> I, I think just that and like the sort of the bridging of of humanity with with technology is is a subject i'm pretty fascinated by at the moment do you and have a very like sciencey mind like do you think no i've had a lot of head injuries uh, um mm-hmm. so but I mean, I love I love reading about that, like sort of science fiction and 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 where where the species is going and and what steps can. I'm kind of having like a vision, like a like a kind of maybe like a lab coat and some glasses, but like the silver fox hairdo is like coming mm. back into this. I feel like I'd probably just like end up really depressed and like pulling the hair out though, and just, I know because and despair because you, you actually couldn't save humanity. Yeah, so it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Yeah, maybe I'd just be a barista, <laughs> like. That probably sounds better. <laughs> I mean, aim high. Yeah. All right. Like I think baristas are very stressed, though. Yeah. Like, have you been around a Starbucks at like but six maybe, thirty in the morning? Oh, like, that's not a barista. No, like oh, a, like like a, nice, a like an antipodean like a, like a barista. Like a fancy one with like a mustache and like. I do some sometimes sort of have like a pretty nice, horrific um, mustache. Like a what are these things? Aprons. Oh, I thought you were gonna say pants. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear pants at either rocket science or baristry. I don't know if I'd want to. It's very, they're very clinging and like, you know, I mean, they, they hold pants. your, they hold your thought process too much. Yeah, you need to. You know, you need that room to swing. Yeah. Well, that's, okay. You know? We'll just let it, we'll let that lie. Okay. Okay. Light, lighthearted question coming up. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I do love karaoke. You do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kudos to Japan. Yeah. That is an incredible, uh, that is an incredible time. Oh, what kind of mood are we in? Who, like, who am I with? Um, okay, a, a, a room full of strangers. Oh, Because I think that's the hardest to do karaoke, right? Something super awkward then. Yeah, like, like what? Uh, Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to me, to you. That would Just be such a good one. ruin everybody's <laughs> night. 
drop the microphone and go sit in the corner and giggle. Oh my God. I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. And maybe try and force a few tears out and then just stand there looking forlorn for a while. Yeah, you'd have to be, like, really committed to it. Like, oh, no, yeah. No cracking, no yeah. joking, no smiling. Or or just, like, Bohemian Rhapsody and just go full Sonic retard yeah. on it. I mean, that's a really fun song. To it sing. is super fun. And then just run around the crowd trying to get yeah. people to join in and, I think, I think again, like, ruin people's dates. No, but that one I think you could bring people in more. Yeah. Um, nothing compares to you. You would definitely alienate the entire room. Mm-hmm. But it would be bold. It would be good. I would be impressed if I was in that crowd. That's good. I like it. So are you, like, good at karaoke? Oh, no. No. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, like, more enthusiasm than any kind of skill. I mean, that's so. what you need to get through it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what karaoke translates is just yeah. talentless enthusiasm. Yeah. I don't know. I've been to some karaoke where people are, like, actually good. I was really I mean, impressed like in Haynes. Haynes has good karaoke? Just know that the, the people there seemed really into it and... You know, salty old sea dogs that get up there and belt one out. Just go and for it. People seem to actually, yeah. To me, karaoke is about just like commitment. Like yeah. you just have to go ahead and send it. Yeah, like, I mean, it's because like a half-ass karaoke is worse than like a. Oh, full totally. Send, even if you're terrible. Yeah, I mean, if if I'm having like a tough day, I just sort of think of karaoke, and I'm like, what would I do I'm in this situation? Never gonna listen to that song again without thinking of you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it came up on my like playlist the other day when I was like driving alone and I yeah. still let it play. Anyways. Do you know the Me First and the Gimme Gimme's version? That's pretty funny. No. It's like two minute punk rock version. No, really? Yeah. yeah me it's First atrocious. and the Gimme Gimme's. Yeah. Okay. But good. Alright. I'll try that. I'm into it. Um, what do you think as a human being outside of your career, outside of any of your athletic skills is your very, very best quality? Whoa. That's a curly one. Um, don't know what curly means in that sense, but we'll go with it. You, you know, like things have. You know, never mind. Um, <laughs> I guess that might be a Kiwiism. Uh, I don't know. I think I think maybe like more of like what you value is maybe you know like like kind you know people with kind hearts and and loyalty and and things like that. Um, I don't know if that is me, but that's maybe something I'd want to be is like a you know just a, a person people could could rely on and to. Yeah, I think it's maybe more what you're trying to be than necessarily self-analyzing what is your best trait. Yeah, I mean, I, don't I think know. that's a good way to look at it. I'm pretty handsome, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a good person, but I'm pretty good looking. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, so it's you 2019. Just, you can get away with anything. Nobody needs to be a good person anymore. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> I mean, you can get the good grams. Yeah. You can influence people. Although, actually, I still don't know how to selfie. I, what? Yeah, I... I think my I think my hands are too small for phones these days. I don't know what it is. I mean, it seems like you should be able to figure out how to selfie. I do think it's like about the up angle though, because when I see oh. people like in memes doing selfies effectively, like they're never selfieing from low; they're always selfieing from high. I can't really raise my arms very high, so that could be an issue. That could I'm be it. Like, oh. uh, well, maybe you should yeah. get a selfie stick. Those are pretty popular. Yeah, I think mm. they help. I see a lot of those at home. Yeah. yeah, I have the phone that does the portrait selfie mode. You should oh. mess around with that. Yeah, that maybe get some game. nice sparkles in my eyes. Yeah, you can do like the smooth filters. out these like wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, get those out. Maybe I should just get some Botox. Yeah, like do it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean Dave Chappelle did. Really? <laughs> not on his face. Wait. <laughs> do I want to know where? Yeah, just guess. Just guess. <laughs> just guess. Well, everybody guess. Yeah. So we've somehow gone from your best quality to <laughs> Botox. Which is probably yeah. It's kind of terrifying, but good. But the thing is, you aspire to be a good person. A kind-hearted, reliable person. 
Yeah. Who's also I guess handsome. I'm probably not very liable. I'm not generally sure what day it is, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just that, just that person that you're you're trying to be there for people yeah. and. I think you that's know. good. I think it's good to have this thought of like, this is what I want to be, even if I'm not that right now. Yeah, something to try and walk towards. I feel like you seem like a very kind-hearted, fairly reliable person. Mm. I don't know you at all, really, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm feeling that way. You're, you're on, right. You said you'd do the podcast. You're on the podcast. This is true. Yeah, we made this plan yesterday. That was yeah. a full 24 hours ago. Yeah, we're making Griffin do emails, so he's quiet. Yeah, there is someone named Griffin Post tapping away on his emails in the background. Very loudly. He's waving. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. I like that was the first cameo of my podcast. I feel like there should be more. Okay, so this is something I do on every single um, episode, and it's something that I like to do with my friends on either special occasions or just like family dinner, stuff like that. Um, I want you to tell me two highs and one low of the last year of your life. Um, Two highs... Uh, just and I can't have anything to your, do yeah. with your career or mountains or sliding yeah. on snow. So that makes it harder. I think yeah. I think like just one high for me is definitely I've been I've been um, working at, with this thing at home uh, over the over the fence from my old family home and we're ripping out all these um, this scrub area and this Wanaka community group built a big boardwalk and I love going in there and working like with them. Like a kind of a community restoration project? Yeah, and we're planting big native trees. So wow. we're going to have this at some point, hopefully in my life, there'll be this native forest right in the heart of Wanaka and this beautiful um, stream, like a natural spring water runs through it. And um, that's been really cool working on that and trying to do something I mean, it's probably just selfish. You're just trying to offset all the <laughs> crap I've caused flying around the world. But um, it's it's really nice to like work with really something nice. on that. And and yeah, I think even though I'm like away so much, that's been a part of like the thing of putting putting a bit of roots down. Even though I'm, I'm never anywhere near them, but yeah, that kind of thing of just being more of a part of the community and and creating something that hopefully people will enjoy in the future. And that's been pretty cool. That's a really good high. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, also a possible low is it's really hard to cut down 10 foot of scrub. Um, we, right. Yeah, machetes turned out to be the most viable option. And yeah, a lot of blood. But blood? I'm a bleeder. Yeah. You're, oh, yeah. You're shedding blood for this beautiful yeah, dream. Yeah, a lot of swearing as wow. well. Yeah. Blood, yeah. sweat, and swearing. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so what's. <laughs> that, that was a high. That was a high. Yeah, okay. no, that was a high. That's been, that's been really cool. And, and what's another high? Um, another high, I mean, yeah, like having my own sort of plot of land and, and the whole process of how you build a house and, and that design of like trying to make it my own little slice and of heaven and New Zealand. And that's been, that's been pretty cool and and a pretty lucky thing to be able to do, you know, like it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty expensive at home and to be able to to have that and, and sort of have that kind of center of your own little universe is, is pretty nice, even when you're a million miles away, to just know that that's there. And, yeah, that's been the, the that's been pretty amazing. The big high will be amazing. when you go home and it's done and you get to move in. I'm like, ah, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so then what's the low? Low. I think it's always important to just acknowledge the low. Because sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small. Puts it all in perspective. Yeah, uh, low. I had sort of had a had a bit of a weird sort of patch um, 
and sort of uh, had a dog and now I don't have a dog and all that kind of carry on, you know, sort of the, the bigger life lessons you learn about people moving on and and uh, where you thought your life was maybe going and, and now it's not. And But it's kind of, it's almost actually been high as it coming out the other side yeah. of that. And like a bad breakup is what you're talking about. Yeah, basically, yeah. 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 Um, that's, but, a, that's a low. You know, it'd be nice to still have the dog. Aww. He was pretty cool, yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah. But maybe when I get home, it'll be good enough. I can hang maybe out, hang out can with mend. the little little bastard. So, but, yeah. Well, it's good. It is good to be on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Good. Two highs and a low. Okay. So I ask everybody to come with a story. Um, oh. I warned you about um, trying to think of a story yesterday. Well, what did you come up with? Oh well, I've since like I don't know. If, I don't know if it's really like. I don't know if it's really um, changing your mind on your story. <sighs> Are you worried about it being inappropriate? That's very inappropriate. I mean, this... <laughs> we've well, had we some can, inappropriate can, stories can, on the right, podcast. Right. I think you should just send it. But. Well, see, I, I grew up in a, in a very small town down the road from um, from Wanaka called Cromwell. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty blue-collar kind of place. And I live right near the school. And you, know, you sort of grew up knowing everybody. And then this wonderful thing happened and... And we got like an exchange student program, and uh, there's this this beautiful um, girl from another country showed up, and and we sort of started a bit of a bit of a relationship, and and we were and of, like a, of a young school. age, of a young age. Okay. And um, one day on 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 lunch break, we thought it was you know time that we we elevated things a little bit. On lunch break. On lunch break. It seemed it's like a good romantic. day. There was uh, there was no cereal in the house, you know. Yeah. So, you know, and it was very teenage and very, um, <laughs> uh, what would you call it? <laughs> Nobody was really sure about what anyone was doing. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and, and things were not going well and it was, it was already getting very awkward. <laughs> and then the door flew open and my dad walked in. No! With a basket of laundry. Wait, like... <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know where he was looking, but he was sort of not... I don't think he really realised, and we sort of both made um, vast noises of despair. <laughs> and he was like, ah! And my, my father's a very gruff man, and, like, you know, he doesn't say a lot, and uh, when he does, it generally starts with bullshit. Or something like that. And he was like, oh, and he sort of leapt out of the room as fast as I'd seen him move in decades. And we were sitting there mortified. And uh, and then there was this, came this very polite little, like, <laughs> and it, it was kind of actually quite circular. So it was quite lovely. He's like, what do you want me to do with your socks? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said. Yeah. <laughs> he had my laundry and he was wondering what, what he should do with my laundry. And I think I just screamed something in it. Of all the things he could, I mean, I think he should have just maybe left it, not asked. And, and maybe like gone on holiday for a few weeks. <laughs> so we could do that very Kiwi male thing about not talking about it ever, which actually what well, we kind of did. What do you want me to do with your socks? Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd done the laundry. And, and he, so now you wish you had those socks now because you've kind of, yeah, but it socks. was, um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then we had to that's go back like, to that's like that's like a movie plot line. Yeah. That's really embarrassing. And then so we then had to go back to school. You went back to school. Yeah, and sort of sat there trying to do math or something. I can't remember what the class was. <laughs> I don't think I thought very well for a few days, but it was incredibly embarrassing. That's so and, embarrassing. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh Humble beginnings. Yeah. You know? Well, I mm, so you only go up from there. I'd, I hope. 
I mean, you could do worse. You could do worse, but like... There's a the number of ways you could do worse, yeah. but it wasn't exactly... wasn't... Probably should have just had cereal. Yeah. Mm. Next, yeah. If, any, yeah. if you're wondering, lunchtime's not the time. <laughs> yeah. That's good. People might need that advice. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but you also... So we were having beers yesterday, and you somehow out of the nowhere started telling me the story about when you got in a fight with an octopus. Can you oh, also tell this story? Because yeah. I didn't really, like, gather what you were saying. Also... But, like, you you got in a fight with an octopus. Yeah. They're, um, they're, they're quite uh, wily, wee creatures. <laughs> um, so my friend's, like, a, a great ocean person. He grew up doing all yachting and all that kind of carry-on, and, and part of me trying to find a bit of balance, just trying to explore the ocean a bit more. And we were on the surf trip and he got me into spear fishing. But it's like, again, it's like classic Kiwi male. It's just like, you know, I'm asking like, what do I need to know? And I'm just asking all these questions, like, you know, like questions. And um, he's like, oh, you know, you'll figure it out and all this kind of crap. And and I was down, we were diving for um, crayfish, uh, which in New Zealand are massive, like the size of your forearm. And I was like pottering around down. You still got to like, it's like hide and seek. you like, trying to find cray, uh, like cracks or caves and you sort of swim into them and you, if you see one, you sort of like snatch them with your hand and go to the surface. And I hadn't seen one for a while and I was like, oh, there's an octopus. And I was kind of like, they're tasty. <laughs> and I kind of hovered there for a while and I was like, let's see what happens. So I like just lived out and grabbed him. And he, oh, he he had me beat on the IQ. Like, <laughs> like I just grabbed him, and I don't know if you've ever grabbed an octopus. Absolutely not. <laughs> like you've seen them crawl through holes, right? And now I know. Not that necessarily, but okay. Oh, like because they have this big sort of round head type <laughs> body thing. So I was like, I think I'll grab that, and he just like squeezed out of my hands immediately, and then just tentacles went from my mask, and I'm like, no, ten meters down in a cave underwater. And this thing is just tearing at my goggles. And I'm just like, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even, wouldn't even really call it a fight. I would say I tried to molest an octopus. And then he fought me and won. Yeah. And I was terrified. Did, and did I was he like, ink you? No, no. So but he was just, he didn't need to. He was winning. Like, he yeah. was like, I'm saving that if I need like face. a second round. Yeah, he was just all at my mask, ripping at it. And I it lost my like, hey, snorkel. It wasn't like, hey, you're not going to get me. I'm going to leave. It's like, don't you ever touch me again. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it was awful. <laughs> and I, I'm reasonably claustrophobic anyway. So yeah. I was in this little cave and I'm just kind of panicking and my mask and the water going in. He was snatching at my face and latching on to me. And I'm just like, no. And we're out in this like remote West Coast point. Like we're boated around the corner to this thing. And you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. And but I don't he, know what I'm doing. Clearly, and, he let you go because you're still. Yeah, yeah. I sort of like. I think he realized he'd won the war, and um, I would never ever touch an octopus again. Just I, I have more enjoyment eating them now, though. Yeah, but when someone else captures them, you're not just gonna grab one. I don't just take this big gun and shoot it next yeah, time. Yeah, just keep your distance. Yeah, ten feet away. Like right. it's like the octopus is like the moose of New Zealand. You know, you just gotta you gotta keep your distance. You can't startle them because they'll mess you up. Yeah. Well, mm. we, we saw a moose yesterday when we were together. We, yeah, we gave him he had a good nibble. Yeah, he didn't seem that stressed. Well, no. um, okay, life lessons with Sam Smoothie. Don't try to fight octopuses. Mm. Maybe on land they're easier to fight. I think you'd have an advantage. Mm. If you find one in a forest or something? Yeah. but Hit it with a stick. <laughs> good to know. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess on that note, I guess we're going to wrap it up because I don't know what else we could talk about after that. But, okay, so if people want to keep following you for more ridiculous stories about lunchtime and octopuses and all these things, octopi, I'm saying that wrong, where can people follow you? 
Um, well, I'm in Jackson at the moment. No, 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 no. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't want you to get stalkers. Right. Like, do you do social media? I do social media and I have a very silly last name, so I'm reasonably easy to find. Yeah, uh, just Sam Smoothie. At Sam Smoothie on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. S-M-O-O-T-H-Y. You know, it's like the drink. It's just not spelled the same. Just stealing that one from the Green Mile. I have been doing it for a long time. It was like half Green Mile, half Tigger. Yeah. Tigger? T-I-double-G-R. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Always been a big fan of his... His work. Mm, really yeah. good stuff. <laughs> Stripes. <laughs> I'm okay. a spots kind of guy, I think. Yeah? yeah no, I, no. Yeah. The stripes are, they can not, they're not very slimming. You're not wearing stripes. Oh, I had to check. I, I am. Yeah, you are literally looking like a lost zebra right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is pretty good. I also like the, little, like the little black bit. It looks like you're wearing like Lycra bike shorts over the top of them. It's like you're biking in your undies. I'm getting accosted for my <laughs> podcast look here. <laughs> okay, well. I mean, it is called long underwear, so I do appreciate that you're I'm, actually wearing I'm, long underwear. I'm wearing long underwear while we're recording long underwear, and apparently I look like a lost zebra in my long underwear right now. Mm. So um, That's okay. They often look lost. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll deal with that later. But, Sam, thank you so much. This was lovely. Again, I'm not sure if I know anything that we talked about, but <laughs> I'm sure everybody enjoyed it. I'm sure it's been very informative and incredibly useful. <laughs> Yes, lots of life lessons, deep yeah. stuff here. Um, but yes, thank you guys all so much for listening. Um, you can follow me at A. Ingerbretson, and you can keep following Warren Miller at Warren Miller ENT. And we'll catch you next time on Long Underwear. Next time. Next time. And we'll catch you next time on Long Underwear. <laughs> next minute. Okay, we're leaving. We're, I'm, I'm stopping recording <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment who you can follow on social media at Warren Miller ENT to keep the good times rolling. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Art is by Barclay Wyrock and editing and mixing by Jason McDaniel. <laughs>